Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that oh movie? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help right. out with rental cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city, or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far. Right, path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. Stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December seventh, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Hey gang, we got the first of a couple live dates to tell you about. We will be, yeah, that's right, Eric. Strap in to some information you already know. I woke you up for the (laughs) podcast, so welcome. Uh, We will be in Chicago. That's Chicago, Illinois. Oh, on uh, Saturday, April the sixteenth. Is that correct? That is absolutely. That is a Saturday night. It's a Saturday night. Four sixteen. So you could. Divide that. That's one. We'd be uh, January fourth. We'll be there. One four. No. Oh, dude, Wait, don't, <laughs> don't. Don't reduce that date to don't January fourth. Fractions. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> what the hell is going on? It's a math show. <laughs> it's a math show. Finally, <laughs> educational content. That's how you get, now we can broadcast to children. That's right. April the sixteenth. It's a Saturday night. We will be in Chicagoland, Illinois. At Stage 773 is the name of the venue. It is. It's a beautiful place. Um, yeah, we're going to be in the uh, Cabaret oh, the Theater. Cool. That's yeah, right. You might see my ankle at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. We're talking to Joel Gray. We'll see if he's mm-hmm. available. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. We're, tr- we're trying really hard. Uh, no, we're not. But what we will be doing <laughs> is talking about a little film called Predator 2. That's this is the one where Predator's back and he means business. And oh, he's in okay. downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, he's like, it's Predator in the city. <laughs> it's pre- sort of like... Predator's uh, big trip to the city. Yeah, kind of like Home Alone 2, Lost <laughs> in New York. Or Steve Sadek's trip to Chicago coming up. <laughs> so he takes a Bolt bus, is that is that correct? Yeah, because you know what? The Predator, it's way too expensive to fly from <laughs> yeah. a South American jungle. Yeah. Uh, you know. Or Neptune, or wherever the fuck he's from. Oh, yeah, I guess he is still an alien at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, he's... From- the Predator. He's from Neptune. He, you know what? I, he, apparently, he illegally crossed our border. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, well, no. Also, this isn't the same Predator. 
It's a oh, different it's a predator. D- different predator. Because Arnold kills that predator at the uh, end of oh, the first right. round. There's well, a planet of predators somewhere which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, Why doesn't no- it make a whole lot of sense? They're noble hunt- hunters. They like to go hunting. This is like big game hunting. Well, that's, well, who? There's got to be another species on that planet that they hunt. They're not hunting each other. Well, they're, maybe they're out of it, and now they're like, oh, what's this human talking about? Put a little <laughs> human on the wall. Speaking of humans, by the way, you got Gary Busey in this movie, Danny Glover in this movie running around? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. And this is the movie that infamously cursed Hollywood with setting up an Alien versus Predator film at some point. And just, that is a... Those movies are soul-rotting garbage. (laughs) It's like when you fart in a room and then leave. That's Mm -hmm. like, that's the end Mm -hmm. of that movie. It's like, you fucking clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) You deal... It's like farting in an elevator right before you get off on your floor. (laughs) It's like really unconscionable to do that to people. Tickets available soon. Check our social media. That's following us on WHM Podcast on Twitter. No, uh, tickets available now. Well, they're yeah. th- now, but well, here's the problem. Is, it's an annoying, yeah. complicated URL that you're not reading on the air. No, you can't. So because you can. you're asking people to listen to our podcast with a pencil in hand. <laughs> but the good news is you can go to uh, at WHM Podcast. We yes. tweeted that out. We've pinned that tweet. Or you can go to our Facebook page, uh, whatever. Facebook.com. S- forward slash holy shit i almost said the wrong one. Oh man the internet would have disintegrated we hate movies all one word and then you should be able to get those ticks and hey get your tickets now because it, it might sell it might sell i, I out. think it is going to sell out because it's chicago we got a lot of great fans out there yeah, uh, yeah. it's predator people like it when we do Busey. i don't know <laughs> that's that's you know what gang that's all the information we have saturday april the 16th stage 773 in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. We will be talking Predator 2. We hope to see you there. Now, to talk about a movie that is much worse than Predator 2 by leaps and bounds. And features a predator. (laughs) A couple of predators in this movie. Let's talk about A Letter from Death Row. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Eric Siskin. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week, a letter from Death Row from 1998, directed by Marvin Baker, and yes, co-directed by Brett Michaels. <laughs> Figure this shit out. This is one of those things where it's like, he wrote wait, this wait, what exists? This exists? Yeah, well, yeah, he wrote it, he stars mm-hmm. in it, he produced it. The, the, the soundtrack, oh, the soundtrack, the beautiful of course. beautiful music. He does the stunts. He's the only stunt person listed in the film. Really? I mean, this is, it's is a he, real passion he's, project. He's listed as the stuntman? It's just a stunt, Brett Michaels. Wow. <laughs> you know what? This guy means business. He does. Uh, this was requested by Emily from Brooklyn. Let's hear her call. Hey guys, this is Emily calling from Brooklyn. I wanted to put in my pick for Listener Request Month with 1998's A Letter from Death Row, a movie that was written by, dressed by, and stars Brett Michaels. Yeah, that Brett Michaels. He also did the soundtrack. Uh, Charlie Sheen's in this movie. It's basically exactly the level of quality that you would expect from a Brett Michaels vanity project. You can find the whole thing on YouTube. Really hope it gets picked because I would love to hear what you guys have to think about it. Thanks so much. Love the podcast. Bye. 
Uh, so this movie is about Brett Michaels is a gentleman who is on death row, possibly mm-hmm. falsely accused mm. of murdering a stripper who was also his girlfriend and who was also a prostitute. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think that's about, you know, as much as you want to boil this movie down. So do we want to do we usually are we doing twists as they occur in the film or are we doing Ooh. twists up top? I don't know. You know? Because this movie Makes no sense. This is actually, I would say, honestly, this might be the worst movie we've ever done. I say that a few times on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a yearly occurrence. The filmmaking in Nuki, a very old episode. If you're a new listener, you might not know it, but you should go check it out. It was a South African ET ripoff. <laughs> yeah, is what Nuki is. Better movie. Better movie. Leaps it's and bounds. Insane that that's a better movie. <laughs> you never thought you'd see the day. This is like one of those from the depths of Hulu, which I've watched a couple of those <laughs> oh movies. Good, Dude, there are gracious. some. There are some dark corners of the Hulu movie selection. <laughs> I am going to block Hulu now too. <laughs> it, there's yeah, it's just really dark times on Hulu. There's also some dark times on Netflix as well. Like, oh, I mean, Netflix is like a vast wasteland of who gives a shit at mm-hmm. this point. I mean, they only care about their TV shows that they come out with. Not to get off on a rant here about <laughs> Netflix, which I won't do. But like, here's and here's the worst. This is the worst combination of things for this movie. It's a movie that's totaled garbage. It's incompetently made. Everything about it is incompetent. Sure. Yet they had the audacity to produce a behind-the-scenes <laughs> DVD extra documentary. And it's all about how great they are. It was like, what was it, like high-tension, low-budget? Yeah, high-tension, low-budget. That's just what life, life with Brett Michaels is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, that's that thing that people, you know, the, the, in the DVD world, uh, there's a pretty yeah. good uh, documentary on, I think it's actually on Netflix, you can watch it separately now, but it was on my Dust Till Dawn DVD, Low Tilt Boogie. Oh, is what it is Full it, Tilt Boogie? Full, full Tilt full Boogie. Tilt boogie. Yeah. It's just a documentary about the making of Dust Till Dawn. There's probably there was like some union strikes because it was such an indie movie, but like blah blah blah. Right. You get some like shitty Lawrence Bender being like, ah, fuck those guys. Like, <laughs> uh, well, but also a lot of QT, obviously, and a lot of Robert Rodriguez. Right. I thought you were going to say the bridge because I wanted to throw myself off of one after seeing this one. <laughs> what from Dust Till Dawn? No, no, no. Uh, a letter from Death Row. Oh, right, right, right. I right, actually right. like uh, From Dust Till Dawn. It is a great. Movie. I don't know if I like it enough to watch a supplemental documentary, but I have to really love a fucking movie to watch <laughs> supplemental material. I don't think I've watched supplemental material in the last fifteen. Years. I haven't. I mean, like that's because I really haven't either. Like when, yeah. when, you, when you used to get those DVDs and watch ooh, them end yeah. to end, you know what I mean? Like, ooh, it's got it's got comment. It's got three different commentaries. Oh, dude, I discovered oh. every nook and dirty cranny mm-hmm. of my Fight Club DVD yeah, oh, set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same with Seven. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, because because we're talking like nineteen ninety nine. Sure. And I'm going. I mean, nowadays I have a ton of Criterion's, and sometimes I go through those sometimes but it's usually like criterion does a cool thing where it's like oh this other director's unknown silent short and they like put other films on it That's i'll watch fun. i'll watch those yeah right. like the blowout dvd has brian de palma's first ever movie on it which is pretty cool but like i don't need to sit around seeing footage from the set and yeah people yammering on about how something was made Especially when it's fucking a letter from death row. <laughs> so, I mean, like this is, it's, your... but that's got it. It's the weird thing is the supplemental material 
the supplemental material yeah, has to be better than the product. <laughs> it's like a first timer. Well, the gravitas that this movie carries itself with, like it, it thinks it's an Oscar contender, or like it's like the hippest indie movie you've ever seen. And by the way, this is 1998. There were some pretty fucking hip indie movies out around then. <laughs> it yeah, lo- our it, minds yeah. had been blown by cinema already. I mean, we've had Pulp Fiction by this point. This thing looks like it was made in, like in the late 80s, maybe. Yeah. It, on, like, a, on a camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got a, a, a 13-year-old kid a camcorder right after he watched Natural, Natural Born Killers. Yep. And it's like, oh man, I'm going to bring my friends together. I'm going to make a movie about being in the Death Row. And oh, it's gonna be awesome. You're filling it with a bunch of bullshit 1990s like rock music video filters oh, and man. angles and effects. And it's just horseshit. And you've got your classic twisty night late 90s twisty turny screenplay. Right, what sure. is reality, me, everybody? What yeah, is it? Exactly. You ask, you answer it. I will answer this question. Uh-huh. Now, the the first big twist. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's like this. Oh my god! There's okay. So first off, there's this sexy lady, right? <laughs> and she's my girlfriend. Oh yeah, but no, no. It looks like someone's invading her house in a werewolf mask, <laughs> and he's gonna rape her. It's a good movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, and right. then the twist is, it's like. Oh, no, it was actually her loving and caring boyfriend who just has rape fantasies he carries out. (laughs) But it's, first of all... That he films! No, yes, but first of all, it goes way beyond that. Because So she's working at this strip club, and he's at the strip club being a creep. Uh And she gets him kicked out. And it's get, this like, whole role playing right, thing. Yeah. There's a lot of POV in this movie. Is, yep. There's this is, POV out the ass in this movie. Is this LARPing? <laughs> is uh, this like advanced LARPing? Kinda. I also don't think you're allowed in a strip club with a werewolf mask on. I'm like 91% sure. I don't think the werewolf mask comes in until the home invasion. <laughs> okay. But then what happens is though, so like <laughs> he comes Oh my in, god, it's a werewolf! <laughs> Hey, hey, his money's as good as anybody else's. They do establish it is Halloween night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And anybody can dress up anywhere on Halloween. (laughs) That's true. You go to the bank with a ski mask on, it's Halloween. (laughs) Anything can happen on Halloween. A dog could turn into a cat. We should have saved this for the spooktacular. (laughs) (laughs) But so... So that all happens. Like, she gets him kicked out, knowing that it's him, and knowing that this is a sexual, like, role-playing game. She's like, that guy's creeping me out, man. And, like, he gets, like, roughly thrown out of the club. Yeah, but then... So we're back home. The home invasion's Mm -hmm. happening. The werewolf mask is on. He smothers her with the pillow, like, pretends to murder her. Oh, it's so hot. And then, and then... Gets down on the fucking... Mm -hmm. So not only is this, like... Weird dude oh, looking at me thing. Necro. Weird dude home invasion. Necrophilia fantasy. Yeah, man. Aren't you just hard as a rock and titillated to shit? It, it, also, <laughs> I think it's pretty extreme. It is so extreme <laughs> that there's even a snuff angle that it's like, and I'm filming it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Dude. Hey, Brett. I got a really great idea, bro. Not only do you kill her, you kill her before you fuck her. Uh, actually, uh, it's more like 
Yeah, man. Uh, so we're gonna have this movie about uh, he's he's on death row, right? Okay, so he's on death row, and then uh, 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 he's on death row by accident because he had he had rape sex with his girlfriend. But actually, he thought that that was a great idea. Wait, wait, wait. Two words. Two words. Werewolf mask. Werewolf mask. Werewolf mask. Werewolf mask. <laughs> I mean, think about it, Brett. I mean, you, you're always fucking chicks, but are you fucking dead chicks yet? No. <laughs> it's a movie. Oh, man. So she's not dead. No, the, the, no. It was all part of the live action role play. Right. MMRRP. The sex LARPing. She's kind of got a beautiful house. Like, it's this nice ranch style home. Oh, she's doing quite well. I am. And, and it's the only sex worker's house that I've ever seen that has like a three foot crucifix in it for some reason. It's Anyone just, else catch that one? <laughs> yeah, it's just right there. Well, it's Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, well, it's Halloween and they're just decorating. <laughs> You know, you hang the dead wherever you please. <laughs> of course. It's my favorite. Place. Oh, yeah, stay of the dead, man. You got to get Jesus in there. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> Jesus is a werewolf. What if Jesus was a werewolf? Oh, shit, let's make that movie next. Let's stop making this movie and make a Jesus werewolf movie. That's a great idea. That, Actually, that is a great idea. That is an idea for the ages. Now I can see <laughs> why why the Romans would nail him down. Oh, man, the tomb rolls back and a werewolf pops now. <laughs> oh, yup. It's the only thing that would make logical sense <laughs> about that scenario in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's like we thought our Lord was in there, but a wolf came out and ran away. <laughs> Let's just say he got up and left, and then he went to heaven. All well, right? If, if uh, Judas Iscariot, as we know from Dracula 2000, spawned Dracula... Judas and- Iscariot, by the way. <laughs> that, Ooh, spooky. Then clearly Jesus would almost have to be a werewolf. At that They're mortal... The vampire and the lycanthrope yes! are mortal enemies right. in the monster world, of by, course. By boogeyman law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's spouting off all this stuff about, like, my husband's coming home, uh, you know, this, that, and the other which thing. Which I guess is part of the fan... This is where it gets confusing, which is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, this is where it gets confusing. It didn't get confusing right at the start when you saw a sign that said Michael's Entertainment Group. <laughs> Wasn't fucking confusing then with a credit special appearance by Charlie Sheen. It didn't get confusing then. Martin Sheen second build in this movie. <laughs> what did he have against? Like, what did the Sheen? What, what was his relationship with the Sheen family? Did he, I think that might be it. <laughs> At least with Charlie. And it's like, hey, Dad, you got to do this movie. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be in Brett. We're gonna be in Brett's house. Come on, Dad, come to Brett's house. Well, I uh, haven't yet been uh, offered the script for the West Wing, so. I better. <laughs> Just, I mean, we, also, but, side note on Martin Sheen in this movie. Are we sure it's not Joe Estevez? Like, are we all hundred? I kind of oh, need a, a thumbprint to make sure it's not Joe Estevez. It kind of sounds like Martin Sheen, but that dye job on the beard <laughs> screams Joe Estevez. <laughs> I, are they passing off an Estevez as a Sheen here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It might be what's happening. Are you giving me an Estevez and a Sheen rapper? <laughs> Do you think Joe Estevez ever, like, tried to show up on the West Wing, like, get there before Martin Sheen? Like, Martin Sheen <laughs> is due on set at 9 a.m., and he gets there at 8.30, like, yeah, I'm here early. It's me, uh, Marty Sheen. Martin Sheen. <laughs> Martin. I'm my younger brother. I mean, what? Martin, you never get the omelets at craft services. Yeah, I haven't eaten in days. What? I mean, is the president supposed to look like fucking shit in this episode? <laughs> I mean, I know it's about that embargo, but me, my God. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Aaron, uh, can I get paid now and in cash? <laughs> uh, you know, just for the... You don't get paid week by week. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, put it in a gym bag. <laughs> <laughs> Go, 
oh yeah, I love this walking and talking stuff because you can talk and you can walk at the same time. The camera follows you wherever you're going down the hallway. I love this White House set. Oh my God, it's so realistic. Is it realistic? Yeah, I'm definitely not my brother. <laughs> I'll see myself out. I'm certainly not my brother. I'm actually Martin Sheen. So Brett Michaels has some great decisions that he makes in this scene. So like they have sex and she's she keeps saying my husband's coming home. We don't know whether or not there is a husband. This could be part of the sex LARPing. The weird the funny thing is yeah. this movie A has chapters. Oh. It's, it's a real film. Oh my goodness. But here's my question, because I started making notes of all the chapters. There's there are ten of them, but right? I didn't see a sign for chapter one. Oh, is oh, there? A oh, there is. One? Chapter one is the mistress, the priest, and the mistress. Oh, because this starts gravy. with um, some governor, some big fat governor who's got a Gene oh. Hackman voice, kind of. I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, the closest he'll ever be compared to fucking Gene <laughs> Hackman. I'm uh, the governor of Tennessee. That's not a Gene Hackman. That's, that's just, just a fat whatever guy. this fat guy is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just <laughs> like, oh, he's confessing to a priest. He confesses to a priest, and then he goes to the priest like, yeah. Uh, but you are, you tell anybody about this, I'll have you killed. All, all of you, all of you, thrown out of the priesthood. I'm a very powerful man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, doesn't he know like the rules of priests? Yeah, it's like lawyers. Well, hey, 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 you know, good Southern priest ain't no ties to the Vatican. <laughs> I could just pull my red state strings and get you kicked out of the Baptists by framing him for murdering an altar boy. By the way, which means. This governor arranged the murder of an altar boy. <laughs> yes. Man. I, you... <laughs> also, by the way, you know, who, keeps. you know who this governor looks like? That jackass uh, Sheriff Joe Arapio or whatever that guy's name oh, is. That fat ass from Texas. Is he Texas? I thought it was Arizona. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, the guy that, the, that was trying to institute the uh, all is, sorts of crazy yeah, I'm going to electrocute that fence. <laughs> I don't like people that aren't me. Yeah, yeah, you know what, man? I mean, he's just a straight shooter that tells it like it is. He Sheriff does. Joe for he, re-election. He uh, endorsed Donald Trump. I of course he did, because he's a fucking idiot. And so did uh, David Duke. Side yep. note, do, can you actually <laughs> sentence someone to death on Halloween? That just seems like you're screaming for a haunting. I <laughs> was just going to... You took the words right out of my... A haunting or, is what you are asking for. Or are they like, I tried him for murder <laughs> on Halloween! <laughs> Learn my lesson the hard way. Since they, the Larry Brothers. They gave me the chair or the scare. R.I.P. Harris Eulen. Oh, wait. Harris Eulen got fucking farina from the Oscars. Oh, he died this year, right? Yeah. Oh, oh my bullshit. God. You're right. That was, that was the one no one realized. Or no, I'm sorry. Not Harris Eulen. David Margulies. Point stands. David Margulies. <laughs> David right, the Margulies. The mayor from yes. Ghostbusters. As our, our list continues of who got Dennis farina at the Oscars this year, Abe Vigoda. They only had a hundred yeah. fucking years to get ready for that one. Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Come on. Now, uh, Tony, uh, what's his face? Tony from Burton. Yep. Now, let, anyway, yeah. So if a, if a judge sentenced someone to death by electric chair on Halloween <laughs> night. During a thunderstorm. Is that, you know, are they like... Is the judge joking? Or, uh, <laughs> yes. It's just like a Halloween thing. Is this a just, Halloween prank, sir? He's having a laugh. Objection, sir. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Point well, of order. That's hilarious, Your Honor. <laughs> I think, uh, to the judge's credit, I think it takes place a few days after Halloween. There I'll is... allow it. And <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> 
there is this chase sequence we just have to quickly talk oh, about. Oh, of course. So he okay, so Oh, wait a second. So <laughs> b- a before mur- the chase, right. there's a lot that happens. So he, we did too much coke before this episode. We so did. I apologize. We're, we're, we're doing, on so much cocaine. We had tall glass of rails. <laughs> he goes He's like, "All right, she's she's like my husband's going to be home any minute." He's like, "Okay, do I have time to wash up?" First? He says wash, by the way. It's a genuine wash. I love it. Wash. And it, and she's like, "Yeah, okay." So he takes a shower and then like that's when whoever else comes in and murders this woman but, and he's like, like talking to him. He's doing exact, yeah. He's doing a taxi driver in this mirror, he by the way. He's a taxi driver slash a Vincent uh, in Pulp Fiction like you know, you're just gonna go home, jerk off, and that's what you're gonna do. You oh know? right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, it's like I'm a cool guy. I got my shirt off. <laughs> I'm talking to myself in the mirror. I'm touching myself. He's like fighting. He's like, oh, you're the governor. Or he's like, oh, you're the big shot lawyer. You're Christie's boyfriend. Eh, 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 eh. And like yeah. as he's like, eh, eh, she's getting murdered in the other room. It's the biggest loser thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then two more awesome things happen. He's he's fake fighting a mirror. And he knee he rams his knee into this woman's counter, and, yeah. or like you know, like cabinets or whatever, and hurts his knee. So we have to see that happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and he's like, "Hey, Christy, <laughs> I think I'm going to spend a few minutes in your sauna before I get out of here." Wait, she has a sauna? She's got a sauna. He does say, so. "Hey, Christy." He does, "Hey, Christy," like forty times. Yeah, or like, "Hey, Christy." Hey, whatever it is, it, it is Christy. Is it all right? Yeah. Hey, Christy, is this deli meat like cool to take <laughs> home or what? Has this been like out all day? Uh, is this going to be me uh, food poisoning or? Hey, Christy, would you say that me and your husband are like the same size or what? Because I'm eyeing a real nice pair of slacks in here. <laughs> hey, Christy, do, uh, do you play dead for your husband, too? <laughs> hey, Christy, you're totally not dead, right? Hey, Christy. So this the real murderer, by the way, calls the police. Yeah. And is like, hey, there's been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, the cops burst in right as he finds her dead after that sweet sauna, apparently. And after saying, hey, Christy, like 41 times. <laughs> hey, Christy, you among the living still or what? <laughs> and remember, audience, there's a tape that shows him having crazy murder sex. Oh, right. Here's the thing when you're doing, if you are into rape fantasies, which, you know, whatever, that's your business. If you're into rape, if everyone involved is into rape fantasies and you're making a tape about it, uh-huh. go for you, broke. You keep the tape rolling afterwards and everyone, and then you have bo- everyone, get, both people give a sworn affidavit saying <laughs> what, you, what you just saw was a dramatization. <laughs> the names have been changed. <laughs> Bring out the players and take a bow. <laughs> yes. Oh, baby, that was so hot. Let's get the notary in here to sign <laughs> off on this. Exactly, because you don't want to be in this situation. No, this is how you start after writing a letter from death row. <laughs> so, oh, no, so he finds this at the police. Mm-hmm. Then uh, chapter five, I think, we're, we're flying through chapters. Well, the we have, scene. there's chapter, all right, so cha- you said chapter one was the lady and the priest or whatever? Right. The priest oh, you, and the did mistress. You the, did you write them all down? I did. Oh, thank God. So w- then we're up to chapter two. The fantasy, so that was that whole nonsense. Chapter three, the tape. Uh-huh. So this is kind of where we're at right now. <laughs> we're in chapter three. Wait, so now we're not at the chase yet? Well, this is the chase. The oh. chase is part of chapter three, the tape. <laughs> I thought the chase had its own chapter. It does not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the chase is where we finally see the star of the chase, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. As Literally as, credited as cop number one, which he, and and if you watch the film, he's really playing cop number three. 
<laughs> yeah, at, at best. There's another cop in here. I could have sworn yeah. I had a Judd Nelson sighting. Uh, no way. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was sleeping on the Sheen's couch. Yo, is Judd up? Hey, Judd, get up. You're in a movie. You're going to be in a movie. Come on, Judd. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. So they're like chasing him. He drives his car into another car. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. And he's he's captured. That's no, extreme. two things that this movie does not have the budget for. Well, n- two of many: uh, <laughs> squibs and blanks. Because you don't see guns fire, but you hear you hear about guns firing. Right, like later in the movie. There's like, so many moments where it's like something big is happening. Yeah, better better not show it. <laughs> So then he's like, in better the put hospital. a gray, grainy filter on this. And <laughs> man, oh, this yeah. movie looks like shit. And there's a couple of POV shots that are just... a couple. Yeah, it's... this movie's like sixty percent POV, dude. It's like it's... an episode of Peep Show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, first they thought I was a pedophile, now they think I'm a serial rapist necrophile. Just another sad day for Mark. <laughs> but I'm not... First season that show, weird theme song. Second season on, Harvey Danger. Uh, I would stick with the weird theme yeah, song. Yeah, that's the one. That's literally know, the one flaw of that whole entire beautiful, brilliant show. Wait, wait, was it Flagpole Setta? Of course What it else was. is it? It's well, no B-sides. Sounds like they made the right decision to me. <laughs> I don't know, Barr. Love that Harvey Danger. <laughs> I have been president for five years. I'm just hanging out. That listening was, to Harvey Danger. Wait, that was after. It was post me. It was like 99 or something. Yeah, that was like heyday of Clinton. Oh yeah, you know whenever on his watch, whenever the film disturbing behavior came out, that's flagpole sitta. Yes, that was on heavy rotation at K Rock. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so then we have chapter four. That's called chapter four. The verdict one week later. (laughs) So he's in the hospital. We kind Uh of like we're getting into teenage mutant ninja turtle level names of this. (laughs) Big Apple, three (laughs) a.m. God, this movie sucks. Technodrome. <laughs> Shatter. I've given you a letter from Death Row. <laughs> I'm being executed. <laughs> Shredder, they're going to gas me. I thought that you were talking about the Brett Michaels album <laughs> and movie. Shredder, Rocksteady, and I were playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is we're introduced to this jackass lawyer character that looks like Marklin Baker, by the <laughs> Yo, way. Oh, big time. Marklin Baker on a bad day. Now, is this the guy? <clears throat> what's the lawyer's name? Is there a name here? Oh, I, cause I couldn't Gary. Keep track. I couldn't, no, it just, couldn't whatever. keep track of anything, but I saw one fella. Uh-huh. His name is Bateman, mm-hmm. and he's played by a guy named... Phil Valentine. Uh-huh. Oh, that is the lawyer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so this is the lawyer. And what has Phil Valentine been up to lately? Oh, making making documentary films to discredit Al Gore's global warming <laughs> theories. Hey, you know what? If the shoe fits. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta use if you get catapulted to stardom by a letter from Death Row, yeah, you could <laughs> You can start taking shots at Al Gore. It's called his documentary is called An Inconsistent Truth. Oh. And on the oh, IMDb for that movie, yeah. there's like there's like links to like seven other movies that are discrediting Al Gore's movie An Inconvenient Truth. Uh-huh. And Man. one of them, my favorite title, is Not Evil, but Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is that available to watch? I'm, it's gonna be to me when I look for it. Check your local dumpsters. <laughs> so this lawyer has one of the best lines in, in the movie. So he's basically saying like the trial didn't go well. Brett Michaels is like held up in the hospital still. It's like jail hospital, I think. Again, we don't know if he got shot or what. Like it's just, I think it's just injuries sustained from the car accident. Oh, okay, because like yeah, there's like this scene where like he's got a gun for some reason and Charlie Sheen in his only lines like put the gun down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. best acting in the movie by far, by the way. Oh, yes. sure. He even outshines Martin in this one. <laughs> or Joe. <laughs> We're not entirely sure. Emilio, guess what I did today on set? I finally outshone Dad. I did it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Call me back. <laughs> uh, no, so this ju- or the lawyer goes, uh, that was your sperm in that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
They did. They well, they, he did come on, and they found it. Yeah. Well, it just reminded me. You guys ever see that Alicia Silverstone movie, The Crush, with her and Carrie Elwes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a creepier Lolita. Uh-huh, and the yeah. lawyer in that movie says to Carrie Elwes at one point, he goes. They found semen in her jack. <laughs> You're just like, I don't fucking need this dialogue, please. I do. Please, more more of it. So he's convicted. Oh. There's a whole... <laughs> Wait, sorry, just yeah. the semen talk. No one's ever seen the movie Night Watch, right? The one with Ewan McGregor and Nick Nolte. I was going to say the, the Russian movie. Uh, it's kind of a stay tuned where like Nick Nolte plants Ewan McGregor's semen on a dead prostitute. Oh, really? And he's like, I got your semen. I got your semen. I got your seed. <laughs> got a planet and a girl. <laughs> oh, God, he's got, more, he's got more than wood. He's still asleep. Let me just talk him off and take his semen. <laughs> Get a rubber glove here. And, uh... <laughs> nope, didn't do anything. <laughs> so he's like, he has this nightmare sequence where, like, oh. a little person is like a businessman whose business is the electric chair. Yeah. It's like, come on in, Brett Michaels, <laughs> and sit down. Welcome to my barbershop slash execution chamber. It reminded me, you ever see Living in Oblivion? No, I haven't. It's a it's a, a Steve Buscemi movie, like a bad. It's like the idea is like it's, he's on a, the set of a bad yeah, uh, independent di- movie, um, which is very similar to this. And like Peter <laughs> Dinklage is in that movie, like a super early Peter Dinklage. Yeah. And like uh, Steve Buscemi is like, yeah, you're gonna be in this uh, nightmare sequence. And Peter Dinklage has this line where he's like, well, why would I be in a nightmare sequence? And he's like, well, because you're like, and it's like the idea is like. Peter Dinklage has a real problem with him like being a a devil just because he's a little person, right? Which yeah. is exactly what this movie is saying. It's like yep. it's fucking freaky, man, to get the little person in there. Oh man, I was totally influenced by David Lynch's Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh man, did I go to jail or the circus? <laughs> Yo, did you get that little person's number from that bachelor party we did, man? We gotta have a we got a nightmare <laughs> sequence coming up. It's gonna be awesome. We gotta have a little person. Uh, uh, you got you know that guy from Jurassic Park? Maybe we can get some dinosaurs in there. That'd be fucking fun. <laughs> this Probably. movie could use dinosaurs. Oh man, oh, it sure. Use, I would love. I would give my left arm for a dinosaur. Can we talk a little bit about the overarching structure? Because we missed something in the beginning of oh, the yes. film. Oh yes, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, you know what? It's very important. In the beginning of the film, we do. Uh, it, it's Brett Michaels' beautiful narration because this guy's a great actor. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, talking about. Great, uh, good writers uh, can make you imagine. Yes, but mm-hmm. great writers can make you believe. Oh, and then you, he's talking about this book that he's writing. He says book numerous times. Yes, and they keep showing this screenplay. It's a screenplay to the movie. And it's the actual screenplay. It's just like, oh my god, uh, here's my book. Uh, what's my line? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my book prop. Just don't do any close-ups on it. It doesn't make any... Like, if you're saying book, it's got to be a novel, and that's one thing. Show or me saying, prose. Yes, it's just, it, it, <laughs> but it's like, you know, Michael Rain, which is his name, by the way, woof. Sure. And it's just like dialogue. It's just like, I like hookers. Michael Rain smokes a cigarette. And you're very clear, and they do show him get electrocuted in the beginning of the movie, and they do, like, throughout the movie, there's this other thing that goes on where they'll close up on his mouth, like, and he'll give the dialogue of whatever the character, like, if the if the warden's got a speech, they'll cut to his fat mouth. And you know and what it looks like? Because it? it's kind of like, sometimes they get a little bit farther out than just the mouth, and you can kind of make out the background, and it looks like... 
when a poet would do like those monologues on Oz. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, are we ripping off Oz in this movie? We're about time. <laughs> that's right around the right time. But so the other thing that's important at the beginning of the movie is you see before, like right around all that, like a writer makes you whatever, is like the warden and he's like, uh, you know, the priest is here to give you the last rites. Like, Brett Michaels is going to the gas chamber yes. or the, the chair, and then we back up. or Yeah. We think we back I up. I don't know. Where are we now? Um, uh, so the, uh, he pretty much very quickly, like, it's like a week later, uh, he gets his whole... The chapter ent- literally says the verdict is a week later. Yeah, which is insane <laughs> because a capital case takes months, if not, like, a full goddamn year. And this movie, like, there's no, like, you know, sentencing will be given at whatever he's, like... You've been found guilty, and I'm going to give you the chair. Have a nice day. Yeah. And, th- and he starts, like, it's amazing. He's like, hey, judge. Oh, judge, you got to listen to me. And he's, like, yelling at this judge. And I they, got a like, worship, judge. <laughs> they take him down, like, in the courtroom, this guy. And then he's, like, immediately just sent to jail. Uh, which is actually a high school, I think. Like, this thing looks real <laughs> cheap. Yeah. I don't, like, first of all. They're it's taking a, yeah. him through the front door of this thing, <laughs> this like where lo- the visitors go in. It's a locker room, right? <laughs> right. What chapter are we in now? We've got to be. Well, in- we're still in four. Oh, is, is basically the idea. <laughs> oh but well, God. actually, no, it's not true. Yeah. Chapter five, the big house. Okay, every everyone at home, move your bookmark forward a little bit. <laughs> your script bookmark. <laughs> and so this is we get introduced to like the neighborhood of Death Row, right? Oh, all his yeah. all his cellmates and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you have like keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> you've got a uh, you've got a, a like white trash racist guy. Of course. Uh, uh, there's a black gentleman who's there for unknown reasons. And the only thing he says is, hi, man, my name's Tyrone. And I'm like, okay. Yep, got oh, it. Okay. Uh, thank you. There's a Vietnam veteran uh, who lit up a convenience store owned by Asian people. Uh-huh. So he's there. There's some... Man, uh, he's just a product of the system, man. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, you hear his fucking sob story. He didn't want to go to war and become a racist. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! This is a great movie. This has got a lot of a lot of things to say, dude. Oh man, it's great. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that, indeed. That's the thing that he didn't call cut. He just would say, "Oh yeah," and then you knew <laughs> that the scene was over. That he got he was what impressed. he needed. Yeah. Stop the camera! We're burning money right now. Also, what's awesome, uh, dude? I said, "Oh yeah," like four minutes ago. Why are you still rolling? I'm not gonna say cut. Cut is a, a diminutive term. We're not cutting out anything in this movie. Don't you guys know how to work with Brett Michaels or what? It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> What's awesome is they're like, oh, hey. You know, they're, the, the guards are like, get the fuck in there, Michael Rain or whatever. And one of the guys is like, Michael Rain, the videotape murderer? <laughs> Come on with that nickname. Yeah, oh, man, that would be plastered all over every newspaper. Sure. I guess. What? And then the, the white supremacist has a great thing where he goes, I ain't scared of dying or frying. <laughs> You're like, yep. Can't wait for you to pass. How oh, is there no God. one else from... Po- like, you got Charlie Sheen, you got Martin Sheen. Sure. I don't know what you've got. I mean, you, I know what you got on Charlie Sheen. Wait, he owes you like six large for whatever happened last Saturday. So you're saying, why is there no one else from Poison? Yeah, they from- must hate his fucking guts. <laughs> yeah, or like any any of his contemporaries. I guess nobody liked him. Like, why you can find someone from White Snake? Wasn't Sebastian Bach in this or something? <laughs> well, there's actually I can't, what the dude's name. Um, he's the guitarist for Poison. Uh-huh. Is supposedly uh, uncredited in the film. 
Oh, okay. Which I, I don't know if I'd buy, because I know what the guy looks like, and yeah. I didn't see him in the movie. Um, qu- side question about rock stars. Do you think Rob Zombie had to watch this movie once? Like, I you think, brought it, like, Rob, I know you love movies, man. I think this uh, is the biggest influence for A House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> oh, C.C. DeVille is that dude's name okay. from Poison. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't see him. He's I supposedly know, uncredited in the movie, but I don't know. I know you guys are zombie heads. Yeah. But that House of a Thousand Corpses. It sucks. I hate It's a that bad movie. movie. I hate yeah. it. I really don't like that wow, movie. you got that right. No, I mean, <laughs> Rob Zombie to me is like two for four or something like that. It's, I don't know. It's, I, I, I like Devil's Rejects yeah. quite a bit. Sure. Uh, I wasn't crazy about the first Halloween when I saw it, but when I got the box set, I rewatched everything, and I liked it. I was fine with it. I don't think it's great. Yeah. I was okay with it. Two, I think, is great, because keep... it's a weird movie. I, I can keep both not, those Halloweens. I have not seen Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. I have not seen Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects so, is good. The, yeah, so the I'm real kinda, one is uh, what I keep always forgetting the name of the movie. Uh, oh, his like, devil, another his, devil. his like witch radio DJ movie. Oh, fuck. That's like his oh, his r- witch FM. <laughs> Witches <laughs> of Salem. Yeah, maybe. Let, I think Salem's is, in the title. I yeah, some about Salem because Salem is like a buzzword. Man, <laughs> it's like a fucking buzzword. So, whatever. I mean, fucking like which buzzword, bro? <laughs> and now the the guard, one of the mean. There's a mean guard and a good guard, and the mean guard's like, "Hey, man, you better learn what the rules are of this prison." Oh, yeah, he's hard as nails, and he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna look out for the showers." By the way, if you're on death row, you don't go to Gen Pop for showers. Like that's not how that shit works. Right. No. Well, this movie doesn't know how prison works. Oh, okay. This oh, also, <laughs> oh yeah, it was the Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. Okay. This movie doesn't know how. Life works. And by the way, the other guard looks just like David Axelrod. <laughs> who, if you don't know who that is, look up the 2008 election. Also, he has a pretty interesting uh, podcast where he, he talks politics. Oh, right. To he's talking to like random people. Yeah, there was an. Ep- I mean, I just listened to the one he had with Bernie, but he's had a bunch of people on. It's pretty cool. He's a smart guy. Had he well, been obviously. in this movie, he uh, wouldn't have been hired by the Obama campaign because they would have been like, well, David, um, yeah, everything here looks up to snuff, except one thing. You were credited as guard number two in a Brett Michaels passion project. In this uh, jail rape movie. <laughs> now I'm imagining Martin Sheen in Aaron Sorkin's office circa 1998. And he's like, all right, Martin, I think you're our president. You're the guy. Oh, I just got a letter here from my secretary. Um, were you in a Brett Michaels movie? <laughs> no, that was my brother. That was my brother Joe. Are you sure about that? Because it's a it's a thing saying you had a call from Brett Michaels <laughs> talking about reshoots. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, it's my brother Joe. Uh, brother yes, Joe uh, smells like Joe Estavez <laughs> all over again. Uh, look, I let him use my name sometimes. <laughs> Am I using? Sometimes I do his screen tests <laughs> and vice versa. I no. I, I auditioned for him, but that's it. <laughs> oh, Spawn, that's Joe Estevez. <laughs> Man, I forgot that he was in Spawn. Yeah, you know what? Yikes. He thanks the good Lord every day for Aaron Sorkin in the West Wing. Um, without question. So, whatever. I mean, Chapter 6, The Cold Reality. <laughs> now he realizes he's in prison. Um, he gets a... This is when the real confusing part of the script really kicks into high gear. Don't you mean the book? The book, the book, that, <laughs> the book that we wrote. God damn is this it! Where, is this where he gets his hair cut off by the <laughs> oh God, No, that's coming up. No, Julie or Jessica shows up. Yes, uh, who's a go- the governor's aide, and like, yeah. 
she wants to meet him because she's writing a book in air quotes. Yeah. And oh, like, you're writing a book too. <laughs> you want to see my book? <laughs> uh, this is a screenplay, sir. <laughs> oh no, no, I got to start all over. I thought I was writing a book. Hey, this is an email. Uh, I don't think that you even know what a book is. <laughs> <laughs> no a... emails in Tennessee death row in 1998, by the way. Fair yeah, story. I, I guess that's true, but they did have uh, typewriters and they knew screenplay format <laughs> and whatever else. <laughs> so, I mean, he, uh, this lady is the governor's aide, like, he's kind of attracted to her, I guess. And, like, sure. oh, right before this happens, and it only happens once in the movie. The mean guard's like, oh, we got a sexy lady here for you, Mr. Rain. Hey, open your mouth one second. He's like, yeah, sure. And he pulls out, I guess he has dentures this entire movie. I, or like a fr- like the front of his yeah, teeth aren't real. And I, guess I didn't method. get it. And he starts screaming, he's got my teeth. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. It's either dentures or it's a weird, this grown man just got fooled by a got-your-nose-esque <laughs> adult gag. No, because Brett Michaels starts talking like this. He, he took my teeth, man. It's not cool. Yeah, and I'm sitting there oh, thinking, dude. hey, man, yeah, is that real? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, do. Brett Michaels might be a victim of meth mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, now I'm starting on a letter from Death Row, man. Why isn't Bruce Glover in this movie? Because he was, he happened to be away in his RV on vacation I think that, that week. Br- Brett, uh, Bruce Glover's on, like, uh, Brett Michaels' Do Not Admit list. Hey, man, when's the party this weekend, Brett? Oh, God, fucking Bruce Glover's outside again. You know again. what, man? I don't care. Last time I left my keys in your house. You didn't leave your keys in my house. <laughs> then where are they, man? Something tells me they're at the bottom of your pool, man. <laughs> Just let me in to take a quick look. Are those cocktail weenies? I haven't eaten in days. Oh, man. Now this guy's just sucking a weenie by my pool. (laughs) Yeah, man. I think those socks used to be mine, man. I left them at your house last time, and now you're wearing them, man. Oh, really? These white Hanes socks look familiar to you. (laughs) You know, just give me 20 bucks. We'll call it even. Those are expensive songs. So this woman is like, I'm going to interview you sure. to get the full story for a book. It sounds immediately like horseshit. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the next scene. Uh, the the uh, warden gets wind that he's getting these visits. And uh, he arranges. This is the weirdest scene in the movie. Sure. By a lot. <laughs> um, the governor, the warden send, sends him into a bathroom and the warden's in like a bathrobe, sitting on a shower seat, bathrobe, flip flops, doing his best Paul Sorvino impression. And you kind of assume he's going to get raped right now because it's prison and like it's yeah. been kind of insinuated a bit. Because they say something about like, by the way, you know, not today because this lady's here, but yeah. sometime soon the warden's going to visit. And you're going to get your orientation in the shower. Yeah, and like you're, I don't know, I know what that is. They you found know? semen in her, Jack. <laughs> just like, I mean, uh, no, I'm sorry to laugh at that. Um, <laughs> let me just drop a little bit here. <laughs> oh, God damn it! I'm, oh my God! <laughs> gonna set this guy up good. I'm gonna set this Scotsman up good. <laughs> Drip. 
drip, drip, drip. <laughs> ah, God, I lost some of it, but I got most of it. I got a super soaker at home stuck to the brim. I spray it I've been siphoning it off here for a week, filling up my soaker. I'm fucking professional. Do a job, do it right. Oh, so this shower thing, by the way, starts off chapter seven, the Danker execution. So um, he gets set. Danker, by the way, is the name of the redneck. Um, He gets put in the shower room. And again, you think it's the rape scene. And like he gets beaten up by the guard and the other guy just starts shaving his head. Yeah. And the warden's just kind of like sitting there in his robe like. I guess this is what happens when you come to my prison or whatever. I guess he's jerking off short. By the way, his wig is being shaved off, by the way, because this thing's a fucking, this is a Kato Kalen Saturday Night Live (laughs) sketch wig. Well, listen, we already established that this murder took place on Halloween. Mm. There's all sorts of wigs and whatnot. Oh, that's a store I could open. (laughs) Ooh, wigs and whatnot? Wigs and whatnot. I love it. We sell wigs and whatnot. Pretty cool. Well, I got a super soaker you got in here. Oh, no. <laughs> you got any rubber gloves? <laughs> yes, oh, we do. God. Hey, hey, you got a dental dam in here? <laughs> man, so th- also, oh, man. actually. <laughs> oh, man. This is my favorite dumb effect in the movie. So they throw him down oh, on yeah. the shower floor and they they're smashing his face against the shower floor, which like you're looking up, so it's like a Sylvester Stallone glass table situation. <laughs> and they're doing like shattered glass computer oh, yeah. effects every time they smash his face into this floor. It looks like a graphic for when the glass breaks and stone cold comes out. <laughs> it's like and they're just shoving his face and then they cut back to the opposite angle. And it's clearly just like a shower floor with tiles on it. <laughs> Why? What is that adding to anything? So a light beating and a haircut sends this guy to the infirmary? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's all taped up. He's got his jaw wired shut or some such business. And like, so the warden's like, by the way, you got uh, Jessica's here to see you. You better not. He's like, one thing. She's never going to believe you because I'm the warden and you're just a scumbag inmate, which makes sense. And he's like, <laughs> uh-huh, and... If you say one thing, you're going to go right to the hole. So he goes there. He's got a bald head, and he feels really self-conscious about it, I guess. And he goes, oh, the warden did this to me. And the warden, even after his smart way, he's like, oh, you know, he goes out. He's like, yeah, I did it. And what are you going to do about it, lady? I'm like, she's like a journalist or something. She works for the governor's office. You can get fucking fired, man. You can just (laughs) give people haircuts. You can't just be walking around giving people haircuts. Another thing about not knowing what prison is. So Brett Michaels, uh, you know, betrays the governor. The governor, to punish him, puts him in the hole, which is or solitary as it's called. Yes, with someone else. Yes, <laughs> which is yes, yep. Not how that works. But you know what? That goes beyond just not knowing how prison works. That is not knowing what words mean. <laughs> I don't know what a book is. <laughs> you don't know what a fucking book is. You don't know what the word solitary means. <laughs> and so he's thrown in, by the way, with the priest. The priest from oh, the beginning right. of the movie. Anyone else get the name on this priest? Out of curiosity? Uh, <laughs> it's Lucifer something, <laughs> isn't Lucifer it? Lucifer T. Powers. T. Powers. Oh. Lu- Lucifer, the name of a priest. <laughs> I think that the, even like they're like, oh, you know what, man? Thank you so much. You got to change your name before you ordain you. Yep, uh, totally. Lucifer T. Fine. <laughs> 
Father Lewis. Lucifer T. Powers is the name of a fucking sheriff in a bad Burt Reynolds movie. <laughs> That's what Lucifer T. Powers is, man. You are so right. I like that idea. So he's in there with this dude. Ned and- Beatty is Lucifer <laughs> yeah. T. Powers? It's a Ned Beatty character. <laughs> that was the alternate title for his, his character in White Lightning, <laughs> which is actually a pretty good movie. That's uh, the, the what was followed up with Gator, which is not good. Correct. Um, Gator is uh, no good. Also directed by Burt Reynolds, is it not? Yeah, that's probably one of its problems. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I can direct it. Maybe some people are made to direct movies and some people just aren't. Maybe that's the lesson to learn. <laughs> and if you learn anything learned today, today yeah. is Brett Michaels should be handed the keys to Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> Get him in there. Hey, get him in Let's there. Let's get the petition going, guys. Uh, yep. uh, why not? Pop culture petitions work all the time. Uh, oh, also, so when he's in there with this priest, before this dude gives his fucking life story to the camera, Danker is executed. And they do this crazy thing. Like, this, I believe, obviously, like, the electric chair's going, so the electricity in the jail gets a little wonky. Mm-hmm. But then they cut to a shot of the moon. <laughs> what? And what it, 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 it explains. It explodes. The moon explodes. I missed the moon explosion. There's a moon explosion. General Hux fired the super laser (laughs) and the moon explodes. It's so crazy. Like the lights are going and they're like, Danker's getting it. And then you cut outside and the moon just goes, oh my God, now it's the world after tomorrow. The tides are fucked up. There's no fucking moon. There's no night anymore. Because, I mean, look, look, look. If one man dies incorrectly in prison, then the moon might as well explode, right? Because death penalty is wrong. And I don't know, man. Uh, 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 oh, my God. And that's where the whales take over, baby. <laughs> so then you got a whale with a, with a helmet on, and it's, t- it's got like a science stuff on it. And it's telling him what to do, and he's like fighting people. You know, can I get some of that? I need to wake up before I can go home, man. Like, this stuff is just... It knocked me right out. Oh, I can't have any. That's great, man. So you're saying you want me to drive like this. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's throw knives at this guy. <laughs> Good idea. Um, so Lucifer, Lucifer T. Powers is saying, is saying hey, the he, he pretty much lays out that, the, you know, that the governor set me up. And I like this guy was a priest. He has no forgiveness in his body whatsoever. He's like, oh, not he's like, one I, ounce. Oh, I'll go to hell. But before I go to hell, I will take that governor with me. And he tells him how, like, the governor was also having an affair with this uh, Brett Michaels girlfriend. Christy! <laughs> hey, Christy, you banging that governor, babe? <laughs> Think I'm going to take a sauna. <laughs> so, like, that's wrapped into this whole thing. What fucking chapter are we at? <laughs> we're still in, um, we're still in chapter seven, the Danker execution. <laughs> We're almost to the end of it, though. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. Um, so, whatever. Um, by the way, the guy also, he says he got shot, which we don't see. He takes out a glass eye. He's like, that's what happened when you messed with the governor, man. I think he's insinuating he got shot in the eye. Oh, wow. Because he's like, then they, they tried to get the gun on me, and they took a shot at me, and look what happened. And then he, like, pulls out the glass eye, and he's like... Because the eye of the Lord's always watching you or some nonsense. What's, I mean, a question. When he was uh, wrongly convicted, did he immediately become surly? Or was he always a surly-ass fucking priest? I grew up with the surly-ass priest, man. They were out there. Oh, yeah? I grew up with a real mean bastard <laughs> running my congregation. <laughs> oh, this dude was hateful. He was a hateful man, and now he's dead. <laughs> and there you go. That's how, they, that's how they normally wind up. Um, well, he's now in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> yeah. As it turned out, he's still qualified. 
Loved smacking you in the face, though. Old Italian guy. Oh, really? Smacking in the face? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, one of those, like, oh, it, it's like I'm doing like the, the cheek thing, but it's yeah, like a real fucking hard he, one. Oh, that, yeah. Well, that's old a sign of affection. Yeah, no, I know. I know what it was supposed it's to be. It's also a sign of child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my church basement had a bocce ball court and fucking cigar aerator in it, so figure out what the fuck was going on at that place. And you wonder why this show is so pro-mafia. <laughs> So now the mafia could have straightened this movie out. Is all I'm going to say. Oh, absolutely! Get the mafia into mm-hmm. the heart of Tennessee politics. Politics, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Dixie mafia or Italian <laughs> mafia. I think you'd still need to bring in the Italians for I this think one. So. Drive them down from Jersey. This is worth the mob war. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to chapter eight: the hellhole. Um, I think this. I don't even know what happens in this. Cha- <laughs> scenes deleted. I guess it's more. I mean, Missing it's it's real. more with the priest actually. But then this is also where. This movie has a side plot that becomes the the main plot, which oh, is yeah. there's this secret nun character. Oh, right. Ooh. And the whole thing is the warden, or not the warden, excuse me, the priest is like engineering an escape yes. to like get out like the night that he's going to be executed or whatever. And kill the governor and all right. in one fell swoop. Yes. It's a, it's a pretty um, ambitious plan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you want to either do one or the other. Break out in jail and just go, man. Don't stop off at the governor's mansion. Come on. Those are two major crimes. Like, (laughs) year-long plans, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, big time. I mean, I guess this guy's had time to think it all over. You want to fucking break out of prison and kill your high school gym teacher? Sure. (laughs) You could do that on the road to Mexico. But, like, you want to go and kill the fucking governor? You need a team. This is also one of my favorite parts of the movie is the lawyer comes back and he he's like the uh, the first lawyer in making a, making a murderer <laughs> that William H Macy looking son of a bitch that oh. deserves to go you want to talk about going to hell oh god that guy's pure fucking trash mm-hmm. uh, so he's like good news one of your songs sold, so now you have more money for a defense. And I was like, when is he writing songs? He said he's writing a book. Well, he says, I got good news and bad news. Yeah. Good news is one of your songs sold. Also, good on the good news tip, your dad is here. Oh, yeah. Bad news, uh, they set the date for your execution. <laughs> um, and it's like in a year or whatever. No, it's two it's years. Two and he's years. like, so I got to wait two years in this dump before I can die. Or... They keep shaving my head, man, and it keeps sending me to the hospital for some reason. Fucking sucks. Turns out a bald Brett Michaels looks like a hairless hamster. <laughs> oh man, he's like fucking, he's like Goliath, man. You know, it's, it's, you, you, or Samson, you shave his head, you, you know, it, 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 it takes his spirit, you know, man. That's, that's oh, typical oh, shit. Man. Oh shit, oh yeah, and then, then, then you got Lucifer in there who's the devil, clearly, and I think Jesus was a werewolf. I'm just keep, I keep wanting pushing that. And then I bring down the Thunder Man, how about Martin Sheen cameo? <laughs> I don't know, man. You think your dad's gonna do it or what? <laughs> don't you better not have your uncle show up. I'll be so fucking pissed, you Charlie. You told me about that. You think it's fucking hilarious every time Joe Estavez shows up at West Wing sets. <laughs> it's not funny. Not for Letter from Death Row. It's not. It's a serious film. So I mean, like, uh, I think um, uh, Martin Sheen is reprising his character in Wall Street in this scene <laughs> <laughs> with the trucker hat that says "Get a Life with Jesus." <laughs> yeah. Well, he comes in and he's like, ah, I, I, son, I sent them, uh, I gave the guard a pack of smokes, so yep. that should tide you over. So the guard has it now and you're not getting them. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see one of those cigarettes. And he's like, Dad, I, I, was, I was falsely accused, man. You got to get me out of here. He's like, well, <laughs> that's my favorite line in the whole movie. He's like, 
Well, Michael, if they let you out, they got to let everybody out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real what are you talking about, Dad? (laughs) No. They'll got to let everybody out. And it's actually, that's so funny because I totally forgot what his role is in Wall Street until right now. But I think you're totally right. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, you fucking dug this hole, see ya, kind of a thing. (laughs) And that's what he does. It's It's in and out. It is. He's in this movie for under three minutes. We do get the second build. We do get the worst acting of Brett Michaels' career when he's blubbering in this scene. Oh, God damn. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. It's one of those things you you write and you're like, oh, man, I'm totally going to get there. And then the day came and you didn't get there. You know what I mean? (laughs) You just couldn't get there. Uh, chapter 9, the Dead Man song. Uh, this is where he's playing basketball alone, and you don't know it at first. <laughs> this is some bullshit. It's like him, and he's like dribbling, and he's like yelling at other characters, and you're like, oh, all right. Is it, come the- on, Tyrone, get the ball. Yeah, and then it's like the camera swoops around, and he's just all alone. Wow. And I don't think he can even bring himself to take a I, shot either. I think a lot of this movie was like, everyone was filmed at different times yes. in different locations. <laughs> right. Because you never see like a wide shot of Martin Sheen and Brett Michaels. I'm thinking Martin Sheen wasn't even there. No. Oh, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. This, this movie. You think Joe Joe Estevez is holding the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Estevez was the over the shoulder of Brett Michaels. Man, he totally got stand-in money from his brother, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe, they just need to light the shot. Um, you could, This is your time to shine, Joe. Joe, uh, yeah, it's, it's the scene right before Gemini has got to go into the hospital, so you just have to fall over on your stomach. <laughs> Can you do that? This is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> it is. Um, this, is un- this is unwatchable, untalkable almost. Uh, basically, uh, the... There's some janitor or something. Oh, the maintenance man that looks like Kevin Nash. Yeah, he, he looks like Kevin Dan- Nash. A little bit mixed with Mick Foley, though. Mitch Foley, though. Oh, Mick M- Foley. Mick Foley, sorry. Oh, yeah. Mitch, also- Mitch Foley is a respected senator. <laughs> <laughs> you He's can- not going to bring no Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> You could swap out Mick Foley and add in Mark Boone Jr. and you'd <laughs> yeah. get like the same effect. Mm. What, your kids don't like falafel? It's <laughs> <laughs> my Mark Boone Jr. impression. Um, so uh, this is uh, there's something where like he fucks with a vent and then this incredibly fat man <laughs> waddles his way through. Scene deleted on that one, too. <laughs> um, and the nun drives him, out, kills this uh, maintenance man. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, she's not a nun after all. And what? then, like, she winds up just shooting this dude in the head, the, the priest. Like, yeah. And you're like, well, what the fuck happened there? That's what I was waiting to ask you guys. Well, and you've still never seen the face of the nun. Yes. Right. We'll get there. Oh, is that re- that is revealed? It to is be revealed her? what, she, yeah, what she's okay. trying to do, which is gotcha. not very smart. Oh, I oh, yeah. I just pieced it together, guys. Um, but we got to talk about this breakout for a second. Sure, please. Because... Mick Foley slash Kevin Nash is working on this air vent earlier in the day before this Father Lucifer is to be executed. And it's like a tiny ass, like five by nine air vent. Mm -hmm. This is the vent that they tell you in the movie this grown man snuck out of. And he's not a skinny man. This guy, this guy looks like Earthquake. He's (laughs) a wrestler. He's looking like Earthquake. This guy's a shapeshifter. (laughs) 
he was Mystique the whole time. Yeah, oh, if he, he like, turned into the secret world of Alex Mack and just became a puddle of silver goo? <laughs> yes, that or some type of some woodland nymph <laughs> that was able to get through this thing. It's just, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a bad movie. It's incompetently made. Yes. Not everybody knows how to make a good movie. Certainly not. But everybody knows <laughs> that a grown man can't fit through a vent the size of a vent you have in your house for fucking air conditioning. By the way, that would be a great ballad lyric, you know? Everybody knows <laughs> a man can't fit through that vent. <laughs> Everybody knows. Good news, Mr. Rain. Another song sold. <laughs> By the way, um, yes, the soundtrack or the album, the studio composition by Brett Michaels is on Spotify. Oh. And the album cover features both, both Martin and Charlie Sheen on it. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, what shit. I mean, we're still not sure it's not Joe Estevez. I'm just... just sort of, I mean... I think, I think it is Joe Estevez. I think Joe Estevez, it's like Mystique. Like, if his eyes go yellow, you know... Oh, that was Mystique the whole time. Oh, So right. Joe Estevez's eyes glow yellow. He's like, oh, it's not Martin Sheen. That's Joe Estevez. So we cut to another <laughs> hilariously awkward part of this movie. It's a dinner table. And it's the oh, my, I love this part. The governor, his wife... This lady assistant who's writing the book, a.k.a. just trying to get info on Brett Michaels. And they're talking about this execution that's and happening. And Dolly Madison's maid. Let's not oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This woman is dressed up like an 18th century housekeeper. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because you know why? Someone went to a fucking Halloween store yep. and was like, I'm making a movie and I got a, main, a maid character. What do you got? And it was this <laughs> ridiculous... For actually, it was probably a sex shop. It was sex larping, <laughs> and it was like, I need a sexy maid outfit. And it's like, here you go, the gaudiest fucking thing you've ever seen. No one ever serves in those bits. You know, if you have a maid in your house, you're not going to have her wear that outfit in the year 1998. I mean, it's so crazy. So they're there, they're at the dinner table, and they're like, you know, you can't, you, you know, you can't go down there for the execution. You're already getting enough shit because you're frying this guy and the, the wife. This priest, by the way, like, yeah, like, yeah you don't, you don't want to be shown gleeful at the execution of a priest. And then, like, the wife is like, no, I think you need to do this for PR, blah blah blah. And then the assistant is like, no, I agree with the governor. And then the governor is like. Yeah, that's right. You know, and you should probably stay over tonight. And the wife gets all pissed off, and he's like, "I meant to take phone calls, Mary." Well, it's it's a, he the governor who's not a very good actor, not at all. He looks like, like Sheriff Joe Arapo. Just remember that <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, you should stay over tonight for the for the execution." And uh, the wife is like, "Yeah, I'm sure she'd love that." And he's like, "Mary, I meant phone call." And he like really <laughs> loses, loses it. it. And then it's awesome after all of that. After the dust settles. <laughs> The camera just pans to the left, and there's a little boy sitting at the table. This is a legitimately really good Flight of the Concords gag. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where two people are having a really awkward conversation, and then you pan over, and it's and it's Murray right there. Like, oh, you're talking about me. It's like whatever that is. And the kid is just like, "Can I be excused? You're talking about electrocuting someone to death. end affairs." It's so awesome. And also, I'm sorry. This set that they're in, I mean, none of the sets look good, no. but this is clearly someone's lawyer's office that they put a long table in and put some silverware and plates down so, and pretended like it was a dining room. Keep in mind, they couldn't even find a house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think the house from the beginning has to be Brett Michaels, the one where she's murdered in. 
Oh, maybe. Yeah, but it's then, a nice looking house. I think that since he blew I his mean, own there house, is, there is a sauna. <laughs> That's poison money if I ever heard it. <laughs> hey man, you could use my house. You just gotta pay the reaper. <laughs> pay the toll, my brother. Is Bruce Glover still calling us? Yes, he is. <laughs> the answer is yes, he is. So at some point, so also, so the whole thing is like, oh my God, Father Lucifer broke out of jail. And so the governor like gets the call and it's this, that, and the other thing. And it's also reported that the governor's son was defenestrated at this point. They're Excuse like, me? to be thrown out a window. Oh, okay. And the, 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 the report is like, this just in, the governor's son has been found thrown out a window and is in a coma with serious neck injuries. And yet, the, the reporting on the co- is like, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. And she says like, something like that. I'm like, what a report is this? Tune back in at 11 in case things turn really grim. <laughs> so this whole thing is like, oh my God, Lucifer must have busted out and did this and this, that, and the other thing. Are we on chapter nine, the letter? This is uh, chapter 10, the letter. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, but yeah, that's where we are, though. Um, so he, uh, so we, we get that. Are they, are they finally at Mordor yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, an eagle could have carried fucking Brett, Brett Michaels to the end of this movie pretty easily. One time when you saw an eagle pick up a grown man, man, it was crazy. <laughs> Well, I wish I was. I had been there. That would have been amazing. Yeah, you do, man. You know, we had Crispin Glover over for a party. It was awesome. It was six months ago. His father will not leave the house. <laughs> Who it's, brings their dad to a Hollywood party? Wait, Crispin fucking Glover does. God damn it! Wait, did Charlie Sheen do that? Is that how this happens? <laughs> uh, you got me uh, stuck with uh, in the in the dad room with Bruce Glover. <laughs> But like the Martin Sheen, did, did Charlie Sheen bring Martin Sheen to a Brett Michaels party? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like after like the more they're leaving at like seven in the morning. The sun is coming up, and Martin Sheen's just like, "Well, I got to do that gentleman's movie." I mean, <laughs> he cornered me and talked about it. I said I'd do it. I'm a man of my word, Charlie. I'm a man of my word. Oh, hey, he's my best friend in all of Hollywood. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Kirk Douglas. In <laughs> the dad room. <laughs> the Hall of Hollywood Dads. <laughs> oh, man, we got Angelina Jolie coming. She's so hot. Bad news is she's bringing her dad, and now John Voight's at my party. Put him in the dad room, man. Man, nobody wants John Voight at their party. He's a guy who's never impressed with your appetizers. Oh, man, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming over, and Tony. <laughs> oh, man, they got the bow and Jeff Bridges and Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> Stick him in the dad room, man. Every good party has a dad room. <laughs> that is true. And, you know, it's a sign of status, too, that your house is big enough to have a dad room. <laughs> hey, you show some respect for this room, man. It's haunted by Henry Fonda. <laughs> yeah, Peter, Peter Fonda came over once to fucking score LSD. <laughs> and stuck Henry Fonda in there and he died. <laughs> Any other Hollywood dads? Oh, I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So this lawyer sends a letter to Brett Michaels. Saying, hey, look, by the way you were set up, I was set up too because I was dating Christy as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know. And was... like the governor was in on it and he's the one that made sure or I kept he keeps getting these phone you you do see this gu- this uh, lawyer get some phone calls with with the with the modulated voice want to play a game you don't know yeah. who jigsaw is and at one point <laughs> jigsaw the nun he he uh <laughs> he gets his phone call and he's like yeah I'll take care of it I will take care of it Hey, listen, my phones aren't tapped. Is this who I think it is? <laughs> oh man, that's a great line. <laughs> like the guy just hangs up. It's like, do you not know what a fu- why I'm using a voice modulator? I'm not gonna let you guess who I am. Is this who I think it is? Excuse me, blackmailer. Is this who I think it is? <laughs> this movie. Well, who do you think it is? It's <laughs> full of so much stupid shit. <laughs> There's even one point where where someone's like, you know, he's doing this pro bono. No money. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. They just explain yep. everything. Like you're the dumbest sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's written by the dumbest sack of shit, listen. Uh, this movie was made for America. <laughs> this movie was fucking. This movie was tested in the dad room. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, man. What? So what happens in chapter ten? <laughs> Everyone else, all the other dads are like desperately trying to leave, and Bruce Glover is loving it. Here is Bruce Glover signs Martin Sheen's name on a contract, <laughs> and now he has to do the watcher. <laughs> hey man, all right, I'm out of here. Scribble, oh, hey, Brian couldn't make it this week. I'm his replacement, Bruce. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is also where you kind of learn that this govern the governor's assistant is a little weird and crooked mm-hmm. because in one of the most unnecessary and head scratching moments of the movie, <laughs> she takes a photo. She's at the governor's house. She takes a photo of the governor, the wife, and the kid, and she takes it out of the frame. And tears it so that just the governor's in the photo and starts rubbing her crotch with it. And she's like, you just don't even know! Or like, whatever is going on. Well, he's like, oh, you know, the, the, the kid is dead, I think. That means he'll, he'll uh, and the wife can't have any more kids, but I can. And she starts like, oh, that's masturbating with the picture. Oh, man. They found semen in her, Jack! Oh God! So, yeah, so that that happens in chapter ten, Eric. In case you were curious, so at this I point, was curious because I think about chapter ten is when I tuned out. <laughs> well, it's awesome because at this point, it's like one of the guards or somebody says something about like, "Hey, Brett Michaels, Jessica Foster," and he goes, "Who?" And I'm like, "The woman you've been talking to for the whole movie. You know this woman's There's name. Six people in this movie know them all. <laughs> um, the governor shows up because he he thinks." For some reason, Brett Michaels set him up, set up Lucifer T, whomever, and he's involved, and he's the reason that his son's in a coma. So the governor comes with like six like Secret Service dudes and a shotgun and shoots Brett Michaels with a shotgun. We don't see it, but we see like the governor take the, the gun. Yeah. Brett Michaels fall to the floor. We hear a noise and we hear, see smoke out of the barrel. All happening in chapter eleven, the famous final scene. <laughs> The audacity to use the word famous in this movie. By the way, way. anyone who put money behind this project is also filing Chapter 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, Oh, man, this paperwork again. (laughs) (laughs) Never gets any easier, but, like, the good thing is I have all the fields templated on my computer. (laughs) 
It's kind of like paying your phone bill. Not my first rodeo with Chapter 11, man. This fucking Bronco's got kicked. <laughs> my apologies to Bruce Glover. Yeah, I'm exactly. sure he's a very nice man. He's great. And, I, you know, I legitimately like him and stuff. And this is just something that happens. <laughs> On this show, it happens. On this this show, it happens. Um, so uh, Brett Michaels, after getting shot by the governor, explains what happened. I think he's like, "Oh, it was Jessica the whole time." Right. The governor was unaware that Jessica was coming to meet him and all this stuff. But he's like, "That does make sense. It was Jessica." And you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and like, the, uh, at this point, Jessica and the and the mother, uh, the mother is like visiting the son and reading a story. Yeah. And Jessica comes in. and She's like, "Oh, you should leave us alone. Go get coffee." And she like takes a pillow and she's like, "Good night, sweet prince." And the, my favorite line in the movie, my one of my favorite lines in the movie, is these police officers burst in and they're like, "Jessica, drop that pillow. You're under arrest." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, idea, the idea the police would call her Jessica, just very also, funny. Someone no, saying, "Drop that yeah, pillow." Yeah, drop that pillow. Classic police officer dialogue. Um, so she gets arrested, and at this point, um. Brett Michaels gets exonerated, right? Yeah, he's totally free. Well, Jessica, it wasn't the governor framing him. It was Jessica the whole time. Right. Yes. But now, was the governor like in love with Christie? Yes, the governor was in love with Christie. And that's who he confessed to Lucifer about. Yes. So did Jessica set up Lucifer? I yes. I think she, that's the idea. She's the she puppet did. mastress. You see, you see her in one of the like explanation flashbacks, like carrying the boy's body. And placing right. it wherever because she so basically she, because she's so in love with the governor she was insanely jealous of Christie so organized her murder her murder through this insane thing that would never work but it just so happened that Christie was also into rape and murder fantasy so that really worked out for Jessica right yeah yeah that that mm. was an, an an easy thing she didn't expect to happen <laughs> oh wow what a happy accident <laughs> um, and also again this like. 25-year-old woman is in love with this old-ass guy that looks like Sheriff Joe Arapo. Well, you know, he's got a lot of power. Uh-huh, sure. Oh, and power yeah. is attractive to women in bad stories. <laughs> <laughs> and love is blind. Awesome. Throw that oh, in there. That is very... very Throw that in true. your cliched book slash script you're writing. <laughs> You know what either of those things are. So it's like, yeah, it's it, that all happens, and like you see Brett Michaels getting out of jail, and the like the guard like drops his bag on the ground as he's like going to hand it to him, like one final fuck you to this guy, and then it cuts to four years later. I mean, it's so quick. It's like he grabs his bag and he, he like turns to the camera, puts his arm up, like yeah. It's like end of a video game. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fucking Judd Nelson, it's the end of the Breakfast Club. He's putting his hand in there. That's air. very So true. wait, four years, I, I might have missed the four years later. Well, that's, it's a horse shit. There it's, is a four years later. It's four years later is when we learn that he's just been in jail for four years, and it's all in his head, oh, and right. he gets executed. Wait, that's the what? twist. Yes. Really? Yeah, what, did you miss that part? I, I was like, oh, well, if, oh, he got out of prison. That's good for him. No, but no. How no. did you miss this 1990s screenplay? I twist? was dying for this to end. <laughs> I mean, I think you were getting up and getting seltzer this week. I was seltzering my mind out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that's that's the twist. Is you you shouldn't and like it's so obvious from the from the get go that you shouldn't. It's an unreliable narrative this situation. Is like the sixth sense, almost. almost. Oh, my, oh my goodness! <laughs> it's just the hackiest shit. 
And like, here's the thing. Then why did I bother watching this? Because like the yep. the, the, the the warden comes over. You'll have to ask Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I might have to ask her. Yes. Um, so the warden comes over and like the and Brett Michaels is like, it was Jessica the whole time, man. Blah blah blah. And, and the warden's like, Jessica, who's Jessica? And I'm like, yeah. So why? In your fantasy to get yourself off, would you invent such an insanely complicated, not sensical thing with a Lucifer priest and Jessica from the governor's office? <laughs> it should be if you know what it needs to be is like. Oh man, he was in the dad room the whole time. Wait, wait, no, wait, so <laughs> did Brett Michaels do it or not? He did do he it. He did do it. I think that's he, the idea. He 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 raped and killed that woman. Yeah, and there's no. I mean. Who even knows if there was anything with the governor? I don't think there was. He's fabricating the story for his script slash book he's writing. They probably weren't even girlfriend, boyfriend. It was probably just like, you're my girlfriend now because I'm breaking in. No, exactly. And it's supposed to be like, oh, man, how fucking radical and alternative is this? Our our main character, our narrator, is just a murderer. Electric guitar solo. It is the famous final scene, so you would have to drop your nuts on the table and say, look how amazing my writing prowess is. (laughs) By the way, did I... God damn it, he dropped his nuts. (laughs) By the way, did I write a script or a book? I can't tell the difference. And I guess it's the thing where it's like, <laughs> are you this fucking movie, man? Are you counting on like postmortem residuals for family members? Why are you writing this? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. He physically has paper yes. in his hand. Right? He's written something. And he's actually like re- like at the end of the movie, you see that he's been reading the book the whole time. Right. And like they should they're... throw it on his his corpse as it lights up. <laughs> oh yeah, just burn it and then no burn one it. will ever have to hear this dumbass story. And the, 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 yes. the guard is even like, yeah, no one's going to publish that book because it's actually a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, really, really bad. I thumbed through it earlier. <laughs> wow, I read that screenplay. Only an idiot would make this into a movie. <laughs> You want to get the sheens? <laughs> well, good luck with that. Man, and then, yeah, and he's just put to death. And that's the end of the movie. For what? making this movie, he should be put to death for real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then just cue Brett Michaels solo music. Cue Brett Michaels, as in barbecue? <laughs> yeah, cook him up <sighs> good, or, just like this character. Or cue, get me out of here! I'm in a Brett Michaels movie. Q, I'm existing in a universe in where Brett Michaels was allowed to write, direct, and star in a film. Damn you. I've learned my lesson. Let me go, Q. Data, have you been fiddling around in this holotech? <laughs> Dude, that would be an, any, like, make any movie you want. Yes. But at the end, it turns out it was on the holodeck the whole time. Yes. Grade A twist ending. Oh, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Nobody would see that shit coming. <laughs> and that's a movie you could be like, oh, did you see that movie where the twist ending was they were on the holodeck? And someone would be like, yeah, I saw that coming a mile away. And you'd be like, that person's a fucking liar. <laughs> Just like anyone who tells you, yeah, I solved the sixth sense. No, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, you're nobody liar. saw it coming and nobody sees surprise holodeck coming. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Just a completely unrelated movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Make it a face. Holocaust drama. <laughs> yeah. That's like, wait, wait. Is that. Did you not stay for the end, the <laughs> end credits of Son of Saul? <laughs> it's there at the very end. That little kid spots them hiding out in the barn and then he runs away. And then right before they all get caught, it just fades into the, the black room with yellow lines. And it's like. <laughs> Mr. Data, have you been running your Son of Saul program again? <laughs> no, it's just it's just Patrick Stewart alone and the program. 
and a single tear comes down because <laughs> he's been moved by the experience. Data, oh, sure. Data, get in here. I'm going to show you how to become human. <laughs> if you'd like to see humanity, Data, come see the worst of it. <laughs> Captain. Mustang should have won that year. <laughs> oh, man. Would anybody recommend this movie? No. And you know what, Emily? We're not on good terms. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop alienating the listeners. No, no, no. It's fun. Actually, a lot of It's a fun... It's fun to talk about. It's a, it's a nightmare to watch. Yeah. Chapter might... 12, The Nightmare. <laughs> it might be a nightmare of a podcast. I like Chapter that. 12, The Fat Guys. <laughs> Chapter 12, The Apology. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know. I would not. This is, this was, this was painful. It's really This bad. was legitimately <laughs> painful. So no. I'm on a seeing is believing total recommend. Oh, wow. Okay. I am. I mean. You, well, you're a Brett head, right? Well, oh, big time. You rock a love t-shirt on He's, right now. Yeah, and he signed one of my eight bandanas I wear. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say teats. <laughs> he signed one of my eight teats. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I didn't know what this movie was. We drew it out of a hat, and it yeah. was like, yeah, letter I, from death row. Steve said what it was, and I was like, well, that sounds like a train wreck. And it is. It of is. course it's a train wreck. Yeah. This is barely a movie. Yes. But my God, when when Emily gives you barely a movie, <laughs> you fucking take it, and you watch it, and you go, look at that stupid shit. And yeah, you know you what? Know, this is this is proof that this year's Listener Request Month was not rigged. Yes. <laughs> no one would allow this to happen. Lord Almighty, did we try? <laughs> Emily, we tried. We might not have succeeded, but we tried. That's a letter from Death Row, directed by Marvin Baker and Brett Michaels, although I'm assuming probably more Marvin Baker. Yeah, probably. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at WHM Podcast. Right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Have you seen this movie? I want to know who's seen this movie. Uh, and just for fun, uh, let's get hashtag dad room trending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get it trending, man. Hashtag dad room. It's going to start all sorts of conversations. Also, if you saw this movie, I really want to hear if you saw it like when it came out. Like 98, you're renting it on video. 99. That's the only way you were seeing it. Yeah. I want to get some, you know, you know. <laughs> I was going to say theater, but movie rental experience. It has to be. Yeah. If you looked at this and passed on it at a blockbuster, I want to know because I didn't know this movie existed. Yeah. And sometimes when a, I find out a movie exists that I didn't know about, it's a great surprise, like Hyder in the House. Yep. Or it's a slap in the face, like a letter <laughs> from Death Row. So next week on the program, we're going on spring break. That's right. Nightmare mm. Beach. That's oh. right. One of Andrew Jupin's personal faves. Never hey, saw it. Pack your bikini, Steve. <laughs> I read it. I gotta get it. I gotta fetch it out of the dad room. Oh yeah, dude. That's where I keep all my cool clothes. You could get Bruce Glover to give you a Brazilian before <laughs> before Nightmare Beach hits the screen. This is gonna hurt, man. You know, this is a crazy horror movie. Yes. And hey, uh, if you're curious. Check it out. I'll say that. Check it out. Oh, I, I'm already saying we, it right we, now. Oh, it's a recommend. Andrew a and I have seen it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say it's probably a recommend. I've got a childhood connection to this movie. Yes, you do. As in, I saw it as a child. <laughs> wow, what a story. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> That's why I'm saying it for the outro and not leaving it for next week. <laughs> and then a fictional woman murdered you. Yeah. <laughs> Total twist. 
So until next week, when we go to Nightmare Beach, I'm Andrew Jupin. We've already been to Nightmare Beach. I'm Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Take it easy.